Blog Talk Radio. I am here to inform you, in case you didn't know, standing on your friends but not telling you, but you would know that I was today. My name is J.C. the Jack. Hammer, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning back in to the Mitchell Family Reality Show TV radio show. We're glad to have you back. Uh, it's good to have you here. We're going to be sharing some more paranormal stories. Feel free to share out my mods, share out in the chat to help out a little bit here. I appreciate it. So we're going to have a caller call in. Uh, right now we have a caller in, on queue. Here we go. Area code 251. Thanks for calling the Mitchell Family Reality Show TV uh, radio show. Do you have a paranormal story? Yes, this is B-Town Paranormal. We were just in your live stream. Um, we hey, had quite welcome. a few. Yeah, we did Feel this for a little Let me turn my big speaker on so it can be heard louder. So I can put this up on the thing. Everything went more. All right. Here we go. All right, guys, go ahead. Well, one of our uh, stories is when we went to, we did an investigation at Red Eagle in Alabama. Um, we we did about two different uh, investigations up there. And every time we went up there, either the K2 was spiking red or or either me or, or my wife or, or the other lead investigator, John, was getting touched or and and there was and and we kept seeing shadows running between because by, back behind the two graves there's two little uh, bunch of trees. We kept seeing uh, black shadows running back and forth. We got an EVP stating that we won't go far, and at that time we were leaving, and the car like almost died. Right when that e- we were playing back the EVP, and it said you won't go far, and the car like literally almost died out whenever that EVP came through. Not to mention that was a a Chief Red Eagle. We were hearing um, drums playing, drum beats like the, a Native American drums, and we kept feeling like a presence face to face with us. I mean, you could feel them like breathing in your face. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah, we got plenty um, being pushed, touched. That's what this is all about. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Feel free to share. This is what it's all about. Um, share with us. It's, it's hard to get into, but, um, like, 
we see it as like when you're touched or pushed, it's like the the spirit has chosen you to interact with. Yeah, it, it it's it's almost an honor because because it's not every day that someone gets to see a spirit or speak to one or even be touched or or have some type of contact with the spirit. We've been doing this for what a year, and I've only, we've only seen three eye to eye. Yeah, and then but the rest of them we we've either seen a shadow darting across between a tree to another tree, or or just something you know you you see one out of your peripheral vision, but to actually to be touched is it's a whole different feeling from from actually you know witnessing it or. Or talking about or hearing someone say, "Oh yeah, well I've been touched." But when you actually have have made contact with, with an actual spirit, it, it, it it's a feeling that that you don't forget in yeah, a way. It's scary. Like doe leaf was the most scariest one I think I've ever encountered. Um, I was, I guess it, it was a child. I guess he was playful, but. Um, he had ran up behind me and shoved me all so hard to where I almost fell like face in the dirt. <laughs> and but we got a class A EVP right behind that of him laughing. So I guess he was a child trying to play, but I was almost shoved to the ground. I mean, he hit me hard. Oh wow! That's and crazy. I had like little scratches on my back afterwards. Yeah. And personally, for me, the the first time I was ever, I could yeah, I could say touch. We was at Main Street Cemetery here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I was doing a K two session, and um, when and when when I had the K two, it kept bleeping orange and then it bleeped red. But the whole entire time, I felt I felt something grab that it was grabbing my arm. Like, like, like it was letting me know, hey, I am here. Just because you can see me on the K two, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna let you feel that I'm here. And and both of my arms, did I, you know, I couldn't move them. And you had that big shock of electricity through your stomach. <laughs> yeah. We've had some things that's made us real sick. And and really, you know, we we we've had some experiences that that have really made us second guess, if, you know, if we wanted to keep doing it. But I guess to for me to to have an experience that you know that strong, it only makes me want to continue this and and make me want and makes me want to find out more about it because because it seems like every time. You know, you get you hear an EVP or a voice, or you've been touched or or scratched, and yeah, it scares you. But in a way, it makes you want to continue to do it to find more, to find out why they're doing it, and and stuff like that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just now tuning in to the Mitchell Family Reality Show TV radio show, or if you're just now coming into the chat on the Mitchell Family Reality Show TV, on YouTube.com. These are actually paranormal investigators that go out in the field and do a lot of paranormal investigations. Uh, they have experienced some very interesting things in their life by doing paranormal uh, investigations in their life, and they're sharing their stories right now. If you're just now tuning in, 
uh, they're sharing the stories right now of um, what they have experienced in life and what they have seen in life as a paranormal investigator. Go ahead, guys. Continue. Um, what would be the next one? Uh, Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate was a real one that, like, we we refused to go back to Hell's Gate. We dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, we really did. Because Hell's Gate, um, there was a lot of occult rituals happening there. So, therefore, it opened up a Absolutely. demonic a, a demonic portal. It opened up a gate that we found out about earlier from a from a really good medium friend of ours that she basically sat there and said that the next time we go back, they're waiting for they're, us. they'll be waiting for us and and I asked her, what do you mean they'll be waiting for us?" She said the next time you go you guys go back, you guys won't get out of there lucky. Yeah, we were there, and you're supposed to go into the tunnel and park your car, and we did so. And even that, we were seeing dark, like unhuman figures. We were something hit our window hard. And then, and then some. Then you know they say you're supposed to flash your high beams three times, honk your horn twice, and then go into the middle of the tunnel, shut your car off completely, take the keys out of the ignition. And just sit there with no lights on, nothing. You're just supposed to sit there for for seven minutes, and the whole seven minutes while while you're in there, you're you're, you're supposed to hear knocking, you know, voices and and, you hear knocking, and, and you're supposed to hear a train go over the 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 bridge the the, the, the train. train because it's because it's an abandoned train track. There's, there's not supposed to be a train that runs over that train track. Well, it, it hit twelve o'clock at night, and, and and you could lo- you could clearly hear a train going over the bridge, and then then that whole entire like that seven minutes you're supposed to sit in there it felt like seven hours because like it's just like as soon as you went in there you shut your car off, it's just like time like literally came to a standstill and and we had we there was figures walking up and away from the car we we were hearing knocking on the windows and and at one point they actually started feeling the car started to shake and i asked everybody in the car did any of you guys move I, i don't care if you guys moved an inch and they sat there and said no nobody was moving we all sat perfectly still and and the car started shaking, and at that point, when the car started shaking, you know, at at, at this point, I got so scared because I didn't, because you know, it's pitch black in there. You can't see, you know, your hand and literally in front of your face. And I, I turned the car on, and I quickly got out of there because because I knew of all the occult practices that went on down there, and all the all the rituals and stuff like that. And and everything that they say was said would happen happened and and when our and when the medium or she's a really good friend of ours she sat there and said the next time y'all go down there you guys will not be lucky because the next because the next time y'all go down there you guys are gonna have some demonic entities follow you home and and when she said and said that because cause we've had a demonic entity follow us at one point and and there and it's not fun by any means it never caused no harm but but it but it would let you know that hey I am here and you are going to pay attention to me 
Uh, That's the dangers of doing this. I mean, we we take a risk every time we step out into a paranormal place, like a haunted place. We take a huge risk, protection or not. I mean, it's it's, it's taking a the, massive risk. You know, be, because in past in past references, we've heard from other people. You know, ghosts have have rules too that that you're supposed to follow. Because every time we go somewhere or when we leave. We tell them you are not allowed to follow us home. You are to stay here. You cannot go outside of these gates. This is your home. You stay here. And sometimes, you know, you have that one spirit that wants to be a a rebel, as I call them, and try to follow you home. Um, But as far as, you know, going to some of these cemeteries we go to and these haunted locations – you do take a risk of being followed. You really do, and you take a risk of of have something ha- having something or someone attached to you. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for about a year, and it's been pretty crazy. I mean, we get to some places that are you know, really moderate, very easygoing, nice spirits, and then some places it's a complete game changer. Right, right. Yeah, because you never know what you're going to walk into when you go out to a paranormal investigation. You know, right. Because, like she said, sometimes, you know, you walk into like a cemetery where everything, you know, is comfortable. And, and, you know, you get good feelings, and then sometimes you walk into a, a haunted location or a haunted cemetery where you can just feel the the sadness, the, the, the animosity of why are you here in our home? You do not belong here. And we've been told many, many, many times on some of our, on our investigations that we have on our, our channel to where they say, get out. And, you know, and when you hear a voice like that come over, you know, it's there's no questioning it. It's time to go because they may try something, you know, to make you leave. And we've had experiences like that, too, where we where we've had, you know, stuff thrown at us. Like we like there's one place we went to. We've we've had rocks thrown at us, like legit rocks being thrown to tell us, you know, all right, it's. It's time for you to go. And spirits are very intelligent um, life forms and beings. You know, it, you know, it, you know. If you ask a question, can you make? Can you do something or throw something? Nine times out of ten, they're gonna throw it at you. They'll let you know, hey, we are here. I've been hit with a couple of rocks. <laughs> and you know, when you get a rock thrown at you and it lands inches from your feet, it's not a very fun feeling. Uh huh. Well, all yeah, right, I guess we won't. Uh, y'all want to call one speaker to be town paranormal and tell me your thoughts about what you heard tonight or this morning, or you got to share is there a story you want to share with them and get their personal opinion, opinion on. Please feel free to call one of that number. Y'all got to stick around. We'll love you to stick around if you don't no. care. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, that's People great. People call in to ask you all questions or <clears throat> have them call when to ask you all questions or share their thoughts. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah don't 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 be afraid to pick up that call, pick up that phone to get my call and, and talk to them on the radio show, guys. They're here. They're gonna be here to the show end. 
Um, I like to keep them around because they got a lot of stories to share, and they're they've shared some very interesting stories. So please call in and speak to B Town Paranormal, or tell us your paranormal story and get their advice from them. See what they think. We want to hear from you all. Always say a prayer. Always say always say a prayer of protection in Jesus' name. Yes. Oh yes, that's yes. That that is one one of the biggest things that that we try to do is to say a prayer. Not only to Jesus, but to the Archangel Michael. He's a protector. Because usually on on the way to a location, whether it's me, my wife, or you know, our other two investigators that go with us, you know, I say a prayer for each and every one of them. To make sure you just, just to have that added security. Yeah, and a prayer to the Archangel Michael. He is a uh, he is a protector. He is uh, the guider and will um, protect you in light. Um, it's kind of like a spiritual light around you to where no harm will come to you. Yeah, keep keep yourself safe for sure. Guys, feel free to share some more stories. We'd love to hear more. Okay, what's the what's another good one? The Richards House was the a great Richards one. House was an amazing investigation. The um, Richards D A R House the, in, Mobile. in Mobile, Alabama. The house it, it's a it's a historical um, um, uh, landmark home. Um, the the house it dates back to to the 1900s. Um, the original owners were what was oh man I'm trying he, to, he worked on a steamboat they were um they were just your basic normal family yeah that that um that he had from what the lady said that he had hit it big in in in, in some type of trading uh thing i, I can't i um, the family haunted the house, and we yeah. got the pleasure to actually go in there. The and, house was beautiful. And, and the amazing thing, um, our lead investigator John, he, he's over the Alabama chapter. Um, he had actually taken a picture in. He actually took a photo in a um, like an um, one of them old uh, oil, uh, oil light kerosene lamps. And and in the in that photo, standing sitting in a chair behind John, there was a uh, a figure Richard. of Mr. Richards himself. Because when we showed the lady the figure or the, the picture, she said and said that that is indeed Mr. Richards. And then and then the second time we went back, we actually caught a photo of his wife. Um, and his children and playing his two marbles. children playing marbles in a dining room. And on and, the bed, that was great. And and the amazing thing was we'd actually set up a, a still camera in the kids' room, and we had four they had four little marbles we set in a, in a pattern in the on the on the kids' bed. And when we came back in, if you if you really looked at you know the placement of the marbles, you could actually tell that they've been moved slightly. Unfortunately, we wasn't able to catch it on the camera. I caught it on mine. Oh, you caught it on yours? Okay. Well, then I was wrong about that one. So we did catch it, but uh, on the still camera that we had set in the room, you really couldn't really tell. But but you know something like that, and then catching little kids EVPs, you know, asking 
you know, asking you hi and saying hi and how are you and stuff like that. It, you know, like I said, it's just an amazing feeling because of, like I said once before, you know, they're choosing you to to sure. to show themselves or or to speak to. Mm-hmm. Central State, we're working on a huge chapter right now of Central State Mental Asylum. Sadly, the buildings are no longer there, and the ones that are, are apartments, which really angers me. But we're doing the chapter of Central State right now, and um, Saturday, we're actually taking the friend of ours that's a medium out there to try to find rest in these restless spirits because there's abuse and horrible, horrible things happen to these people um, back when they were trying to unravel the mystery of mental illness. Um, We've been out there multiple times, and I have personally been hugged. I've been touched. I have heard voices screaming, figures running across the field in white nightgowns, Um, just a lot of you know, crazy things happen out there, like our, the voices yelling. Yeah, we get yelled at a lot. Um, yes, sometimes, sometimes when we get yelled at, it's angry yells, and sometimes when we get yelled at, it's it's more of like like who are you and 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 you know and can you see us? But we, and we we've actually got an EVP one time of a of a of a spirit saying we can see you, and then ten minutes later. Asking, can you see me? But the, the one that really got us at Central State was a voice that came through on the spirit box we use on my phone, and it said, "Did God forget us?" Oh wow! Yeah, and that kind of makes you. I mean, kind of. It doesn't shake your faith, but it kind of makes you wonder. Were they forgotten, or has it just not came their time to cross over yet? Right. Have you ever had the experience of <clears throat> other spirits contacting you all, like this out of the out of the blue, just trying to reach out to somebody to help them? Yes. Yeah. Um, we were at, actually at a cemetery. Um, and the name I, I can't release the name due to um, the family who who who's buried out there. They're, the family members that are still alive to this day, um, they gave us the permission to go out there, but we can't release the name. Um, but we were out there and we asked, um, "Is there you know is there anybody here that wants to that wants to communicate with us to tell us? Do you have any?" Final messages that you would like us to tell somebody, and and one of the the guys that we had going with us, he was actually the son of of, of a, his the father recently passed, and uh, and and uh, amazingly enough, the his father sat there and told him, "Son, I'm okay." He through, reached out to us to to let tell his son know. to let his son know because his son was going through a real his he his father had passed away two years prior to us being out there, and we did a, a spirit box session with his son, and his son asked Dad, "Are you here?" And it came back through, "I'm okay," and when that came through, 
you could just see a huge sigh of relief on his son's face, and his son actually started tearing up because he knew, it, in fact, it was his father coming through to him. My mom reaches out to me a lot. Like, it's been, I've had a few mediums tell me she's here, and she does reach out to us a lot. I mean, she don't want to move on because she wants to be here. She wants to be with her, grandcho- her grandchild. And, like, she'll she'll reach out in little ways, you know, she'll knock something over or... Or make, certain smells that... that or like, make our kids' toys start singing randomly. And, 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 and one reason why we really know it's her, because two reasons, actually, I'm sorry. Um, one, I don't have a coffee pot in this home. And, and our neighbors, they don't have a coffee pot. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, that's what they do. But um, but she always drank a certain type of coffee, and and you know after being around for so long, you get you you get to know that scent and that smell, and and there'll be sometimes in the morning I'll be I'll be going to work and I and I'll smell that 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 particular smell, and I'll sit there and say, all right, mama, I know you're here and we love you, and what about Andrew? The, there's a spirit in our house, um years ago that had died in a fire and he couldn't move on and we actually had our, our medium friend Angela um, on video chat and he reached out to us saying I, I I can't find the light I'm afraid I will be judged and we um, she helped us move him on like he moved on to the other side and like as soon as that happened it just felt like a huge like presence was lifted out of the air it just felt like Everything went still, and everything was calm. Oh wow! And to have um to have that happen, like we've personally never experienced a a spirit moving on, and that was an experience I will never forget. I mean, it was a really emotional experience. Like, yeah, I mean, it was almost like tearing up with relief. Mhm. That's, I'm telling you, like when I do the live EVP, you know, the, the guy brought a conversation. You got to be careful with EVP, like doing live EVPs or just doing EVPs completely because it could be dangerous. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, that's why we well, we made the decision not yeah, to do that um, anymore. We had when to. we were actually living in Alabama, um, the apartment complex that we had was like a, like a studio type complex where, where they had them set up but we actually found out through one of our neighbors and doing some digging of our own we had found out a guy an older man had passed away in in the apartment we he passed away i think that's a a year before we moved in oh, and and um and nobody you know told us when we moved in i'm sure you know it's not their priority because they don't want to lose a tenant well we moved in and we started noticing stuff happening um one um my son's bedroom light would come on at all like it's like at random times at night they'd come on at at like three o'clock in the morning or or you know whatever well we asked one of the neighbors you know discreetly has anything ever happened in this apartment as far as like someone dying or anything she's like yeah there was a an 80 something year old man who passed away um in the upstairs the, the second floor and well we you know one you know them. one thing that that we've always never done is do an EVP or do any type of investigation in our home 
Well, we well, did that, and we actually got and more. we and we actually um, when we when we because this is you know we, we were still starting out and we didn't really know how to do it. Well, we asked you know can you show yourself or can you let us know you're here. Well, we got more than what we bargained for. We um, opened the doorway and because, then we had what two or three spirits yes, follow us home. Um, and then we went to a cemetery. Um, an old uh, Confederate cemetery. No, it's an old town of Blakely. My fa- a lot of my family members, what I actually found out was buried out in that cemetery, and I think a few of them did follow us home because it was never harmful. It was just, hey, I'm going to knock this picture off the wall. Look at me. Notice and, me. And it, and it got to the point where it started getting really, really aggravating because it just be, you know, we could be downstairs and and for whatever reason, you know, we'd hear our bedroom door shut, knowing there's nobody up there and there should be no reason why that door should shut and it would shut. Well, and then from that day forward, we told us we will never, ever do another in-home investigation. Well, our neighbors, and we moved, we moved again, our neighbors, to we live in a double. Well, our neighbors started having some stuff happen, you know, like little noises and bangs and stuff like that. Well, we did an investigation on our neighbor's side, and we found out that we actually have a spirit of an older gentleman. Very negative. Who he's very he, a very angry, angry spirit that his ashes were spread on the property that the that the house was built on because the original owner. The house burnt down. Well, they rebuilt it, and then and when the guy died, they spread his ashes on the soil. Well, when a house burnt down, they rebuilt it, and I guess some they may have they disturbed the ashes, and now and now on my neighbor's side, he's very angry. He's a very angry spirit, and we actually have a priest that's supposed to come out tomorrow to bless our side and their side to try to get rid of this angry spirit. Well, at least put them at rest because I feel it sometimes. And having a medium is always great because she can tell the stories that you don't know. Um, She she said the only reason he is not coming and affecting us, he is is low-lane, it's called a low-lane demonic energy. He is he is borderline demonic right now, and the only thing keeping him at bay is my mother protecting our side and our neighbor's great great grandfather protecting his, and they're kind of keeping him in the basement at bay. But the priest can't come quick enough because I'm noticing more and more, you know, bangs, you know, knocks and. Weird things that I know shouldn't be my mother's. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the dangers of yeah, that's the dangers of moving into a house. Always make sure you know the history before you move in, because yeah. we didn't know that. <laughs> and we were too careless to really, you know, look up the 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 information. Um, the, yeah, the information, almost like a Carfax. You know, when you go and buy a used car, you know, you ask for the Carfax. Show well, me the ghost facts. Or show me, you know, the or show me the house facts and really research the home, you know, the property, you know, what was there previous to the house being built. You know, just these little steps like that can really save you 
either 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 a happy life or you may get a surprise of because we've had a demonic energy in one of the houses we lived in and it was it terrified me in my sleep like he would attack me in my sleep and then he possessed brad which is my husband he would possess him and i would wake up getting almost choked like and he wouldn't remember anything i would you know, I mean, this was a full-on demonic energy, and we couldn't handle it. We we had to pack up and move. Oh, wow. You know what and, I like and, to do? What? I like to sit up sometime for, to come back over on the Mitchell Family Reality Show TV, the radio show, and on YouTube.com. I like to sit you all up to come on our talk show <clears throat> to interview you all. I would. There will be a good interview if y'all be interested. That, that, yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, we would love to do it. Um, just let us know um, when you would like to do it, and, and we will set up a day and a time because because like, this is really you know our this is one of our I think this is one of our very first uh, interview like yeah. or, or like a or a show like this that we've done it's since we where you all have the experience, and this is this is paranormal talk tonight. But the interview, it can take it depends how much fun we have, you know. But this is actually paranormal okay. talk, and that's why I invited people to come on to tell their stories. This is just, and this was requested by one of the family members in the chat, Julie. She requested to have this done again, so I grant her a wish, and I shout out to Julie for it, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we would love you. We would love to have you come on. Uh, let me. Do you all know how to check the messages on YouTube? Um, like your personal messages. Well, I seen your message on YouTube. You know, would you know how to check it? Um, I think so. It's a, it should be in the discussion part of YouTube. When you go to when you go to your your page, okay, your mm-hmm. YouTube page. You go to the home page of YouTube. You've got a circle mm-hmm. on the right-hand side with your picture on it. Yeah. You click on that picture, on that circle, and then the page, and you take it to Creator Studios. And then mm-hmm. it, it'll change your page, and you see Community. And you click on Community, and you'll see your comments on your videos. Then underneath, underneath Comments, you click on message Messages. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I know how to do that. I'm going to send you a message with the date and time. You will call back on this number when when we do this, okay? What happens? You okay. will call in on this number too, but you'll also be live on YouTube on Hangouts with me, personally with me, and okay. Uh, but y'all be live on Hangouts. Y'all be live on the radio show. And when people call in and ask you questions, um, because we have 30 minutes on the radio show, and when people call in and ask you questions, you know, um, then uh, you just go from there and basically ask you simple questions from before you became a YouTuber, before anything. But we won't go through that tonight, but we just basic simple questions before anything happened. So we'll discuss that. But I will send you a message with the time of day. It's usually... Are you all available around lunch times in the weekday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, um, I will set a day up because I usually do it on the week on the weekend weekdays. And I will set a time and date up. Uh, make sure I got to look at my calendar my, because my kids have doctor's appointments because I've got one has asthma real bad. So, um, and I will set um, a time and date up, and I'll send a message. Just keep all your messages on YouTube, and I'll send you send you a time and date. And I also will resend this phone number for the radio show for you too. So we can interview you all. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. Thank you for for the for the opportunity. Now you're welcome. You're welcome. Everybody loves the talk show for sure, and everybody loves the paranormal talk and the live DVPs that we do here. So, um, so anyways, you're welcome to share more. Um, the you're welcome to share oh, yeah, more almost, of your um, on the interview. We'll um. We'll actually pull sure. up some some pictures we call it. Well, if you have videos that is not copyrighted, I would love to use some of the videos on the interview. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you um some of our videos because we investigate every Saturday, and I always have an investigation up probably by Sunday. So, yeah, I'll send okay. you some of our investigation videos, some of the, our best ones. Okay. And then we'll go for more. Or I'll comment the link and you can download them. When you, um, well, send them to me. When I send you the message, you can copy the link and send it to me too and tell me which one, what videos, what and where was it at. Okay, so we can, I can go from there. Is that cool? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's great. All right. So do you all want to share one more story with us? Uh, Yeah. Um. Let me see. What's a good one? What's what's one of the? I say Main Street by Main Street. Yeah, Main um, Street. We had actually went to Main Street three Cemetery times. three times. Um, it's here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I think it's in Anderson, in Anderson Indiana. Um, the, the story about this place. Which it, one? The it, it goes, Yeah, it, yeah. This place goes back quite a many years um there was a husband and a, and a wife um the man had i think called his wife cheating or or doing or doing something he like did that something. she did something but he and, took her up there and yeah hung her. And, and and the story goes that he had took her up there and hung her from a tree um and and this might and i'm about to get a little bit graphic so if there are you know any younger viewers you might want to turn your ears away um and he um proceeded, proceeded to, shoot. to shoot her in the head with a uh arrow. with a compound bow or an arrow or a bow and arrow um but when we went up there for the investigation that's um, not only it there would the they would hold satanic rituals there in the eighties they would dig up the the bodies and use the bones for um, rituals, and then you know, just leave them laying around. It was it was horrible, and they finally cut down on that. But the activity up there is almost terrifying. Because the because the first time we ever went up there, it was just me and my wife. Um, it was probably about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night, and we got up there, and you know, driving to the place, you know, you, you know, before you turn down this dirt gravel road. You know, you know, everything's fine. But as soon as you turn off onto that road, it's just like everything just stops. You really start to feel 
the the anxiety, the the sadness of the place. And well, when we got there, um, we heard a heard a, a, a bunch of other paranormal investigators. They refused to go out there at night, and everybody who got there during the day. Well, we I think we were one of the first paranormal teams that actually go out there at night. Well. When we first got there, we found out why nobody would go out there at night. Um, and we use a spirit box, and and the first thing we caught was we asked, "Is there anybody here? Can you speak to us?" And what came across as an answer was possession, and then it said demon. Then it said you. B I T C H. I mean, it was not a. It was thing. not. It was not a very happy spirit at all. Well, we proceeded to start, you know, asking more questions, and the more questions we asked, the the answers we we would get would be more and more dark. Dark and and to the point where it said, "Get out, die." And well, yeah. when it told us get out or die, we packed up our gear, we jumped in the car, and we we were out of there like a bat out of hell. Um, but the just, next day we were sick. Girl, yeah, so, somebody said that they knew a girl that we were talking about, with that place where, that, where you from, somebody said they knew a girl that died, that, that died out that way and she was murdered. Oh no! Yeah. How did this happen? The arrow. Do what? The same. She got shot with an arrow. Oh my god! Um, stop being shot well, with an arrow. I don't know if that was recent. And yeah, because I don't know if that story was recent, but that's kind of the same. Interesting. Because that was um because the man who shot his wife that happened back. And I think like the 1800s. Yeah, like, like 18, 1900s. Like, yeah. Um, to hear that happen again is really disturbing. Yeah. Um, but actually, we we haven't been back out to that cemetery since then. Um, because the second time we went, we had the four, um, four of us. We had no the second time it was just me and you again. The last time was Joe yeah. Clinton. We all and, got um, sick. And the second time me and my wife went, we were out there for literally no more than thirty minutes. And the thirty and the thirty minutes that we were out there, <laughs> we we, we did not leave that car. Um, <laughs> we we got out of the car, walked to the back of of our, of our SUV, and we literally. Set our butts on the back of the SUV and because it just felt like someone was daring us to make yeah, it because, because because when we when we first got there, I rolled the windows down to you know to listen to see if I could hear anything. While well, I was hearing footsteps walk up the side of the car, and I honestly thought you know there was somebody out there because 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 after ten o'clock there is not you're. you're it's it's against the law to be out there because of be, because of what used to go on out there. So we called the the county sheriffs. They came out and and did and did a, a sweep for us. And we was telling them, you know, you know that what all was going that, on. And that was a dark shadow run across the road. And and the sheriff had actually sit there and told us, you guys are brave for for even being out here. And when we asked them why, 
he sits and said, because we've had other uh, calls that come that come from from the cemetery of people uh, hearing the same thing that you guys are, but when they were out here, we took two of them to jail because they were out here doing stuff that they weren't supposed to do. Um, and when we asked him what that might have been, he said, we can't discuss that because it's still an open case. Ooh. For whatever they did, um, he couldn't talk about it. So we just left it as that, and he did his little, his little he had his spotlight shining and did his thing, and then he left. Well, after he left, we got back out of the car, and, and, as, soon, and as soon as we got out of that car, you could feel a real heavy and deep negative presence to the point where that where that next day I I had gotten sick and sick. and I was um, I, I made best friends with the toilet because I, like it physically just made me sick to the point where where if I ate something you know I couldn't you know I felt like I had the flu but it wasn't the flu because it hit me so fast. And it, it stayed with me for about two days. Um, um, now, I don't know if that was a possession or if it was something else, but I know personally, you know, you know, if I had to go walk to go.